The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. We are continuing in the supernatural and we are looking at spiritual warfare. Everybody say spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is real. It's real. A lot of people think that um, if I just behave myself, I don't look for anybody's trouble, quote-unquote. I'm not looking for anybody's trouble. I don't trouble the devil. The devil will leave me alone, and everybody will leave me alone. I wish that were the case. Praise the Lord. But that is not the case. The fact that you are even alive, somebody is angry. At least I know the devil is angry. The fact that you are in church this morning, for instance, I know the enemy is not happy. The fact that you are looking as good as you are looking this morning, some people's stomach is turning and churning. And some of them are devious. I mean, some of them are devilish. So the nature of, 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 of life in itself is that it's like, um, it's, it's, it's like a contest, if you will. If you will. Let me use the example of the FIFA 12 competition as an example. example. There are 64 people contesting for one cup, right? How many people will win? They, they say that we are all winners, right? You go to the school, they say everybody's a winner, right? Why come only one person get the cup? So what happened? Everybody's trying to win, trying to win. But in the real world, not everybody's trying to win legitimately. In the real world, if they are Unbelievers playing that FIFA 12 and there's a sum of money they want to win, they don't mind going to a harbor list. And the harbor list will say to them, this powder, once you enter the room, just like this, everybody there will be confused. Then you go with your pad, you want to play soccer, you just find out that, I mean, that's if you are not standing with God. Spiritual warfare. That didn't happen in our competition. President. <laughs> in fact, my um, my friend, Jesse, um, that we played the finals together, the day before, he was in my house. Himself and, the, and Abraham, they beat me at least three games each. So they were sure they were going to win. And, but Jesse asked me a question. Jesse said, Pastor, are you going to pray? Because I know if you pray, I'm in trouble. I, I want your assurance on this matter. Are you going to pray? And I assured him. I said, I won't pray. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I didn't pray to win. So when we finished, I went to tell him, I didn't pray. He just pleased the Lord. <laughs> but some people still didn't believe that I didn't pray. Talking to you, Pastor, you prayed. 
But you see, let me tell you something. If it were, I mean, my job or in the world or my business or when I was in paid employment, I will pray. I will take authority over the whole atmosphere. How can you go and do a presentation and you've not taken charge spiritually? The person you are competing with, you don't know where he has been. In fact, they've taken your names, the names of all the finalists. But there is no weapon that is formed against you that will prosper. In the mighty name of Jesus. So spiritual warfare is real. Very real. You are married. If you know the number of ladies, both single and married, that want your husband. Or want your wife. You will build a hedge of protection around them. You have a job. You are running a business. If you know the number of people in your community that wish your business will go down so that their own can prosper. Because for some reason, we've come from a culture that says, have you heard that before? In other words, it means we come from a culture that has indoctrinated us to mean that somebody's own must spoil before your own go better. And if you are dealing with people, that's why I say to my friends that are pastors, um, in the US and in the UK, a lot of them that are not Africans, I said to them, said that you may not understand the nature of the spiritual warfare that the African has to deal with. Because when, we, when you have that culture and you have people that are, are entrenched in that culture, so they, they, they know in their subconscious, they think that they cannot prosper except you fall. What do you think they will try and be doing? But they will fail. In the name of Jesus. You see, I want to assure you, every child of God that is in this place, nobody needs to fail for you to succeed. Nobody needs to die for you to live. The only person that needs to die for you to live died 2,000 years ago. His name is Jesus. So, so the substitutionary sacrifice that you need for your success has already been paid for. So as a child of God, you don't need to, to get somebody's blood so that your own healing can be appropriated. That's what the Abbalists would say to them. Go and suck somebody's blood or bring one of his clothes or get something that belongs to him so that we can do this thing. The only person's blood that needs to be shed has been shed 2,000 years ago. So, as a child of God, you are free to succeed. You have the liberty to prosper. So, this reality, in fact, for a lot of people, they, they don't even understand the reality of spiritual warfare. It is so real that if you knew, the, you will never eat, at least in this part of the world, without praying. And after you have given thanks, you may want to play the blood of Jesus over your food. Because if you knew what has happened to the cow that was killed, if you knew the process, I don't want to go into some details so that some people will say, okay, I'm not eating again. <laughs> but it really doesn't matter. Whatever has happened to do, once you bless it, it's blessed of the Lord. And you, and you eat it. But I'm just trying to say that 
it is real, it is all around you. There are people, even in houses, your homes, there are realities of spiritual warfare. You leave your child to a house help. You don't know that house help. You don't, you, you've not prayed over the house help. You've not covered your house so the house help can come and just try and do all sorts of nonsense with your child. Let me tell you something. Your house is your spiritual domain. You have authority. Let me give you an example. We had a house help, my wife and I, some time ago. And what we do is we have family devotion with everyone in our household. So everybody comes around and we pray. Because if you don't pray and lead your house spiritually, somebody else will. And you may not know who. So, so we, I, we deliberately will ask them questions. So we now ask our questions. He says, ah, that she has one spiritual problem that some, she describes the beings that will be chasing her and will be flogging her. That it happens every night. But since she entered this house, they've stopped chasing her. They've stopped flogging her. I said, are you sure? I said, yes. Okay, fine. So the time came, she needed to go and see her parents. <laughs> so she traveled for th- three, four days. And she came back. When she came back, a devotion, she says, for the three, five days I was away, every day they were flogging me. <laughs> but as soon as I came back here, they stopped chasing me. Now, now listen, every child of God, I don't even think I was a pastor then, every child of God has spiritual authority. Praise the name of the Lord. And you have to, you cannot, nobody goes into battle. Nobody, have you seen soldiers fighting indeliberately? Everybody that is in warfare is warring deliberately. Every battle is waged deliberately. So you cannot live your life and just assume things will fall in place. No, 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 no. You need to look at your house. Where are the battle points? You look at my, your work. Where are the battle points? We need to look at oh, what do I need to do proactively. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm allowing myself to go in the direction the Lord is leading me. I'm moving away from my text because of what happened last week. Last week, I was struggling to stay in the text. Um, but the few things I said out of the text, you know, the number of people that came to meet me after the service, I was shocked. You know, so again, let God have his way. <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. The word of God says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons of our warfare, the weapons we fight with, are not weapons of the world. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons that are available to us, they are mighty through God. And the weapons of our warfare is another thing entirely. There's another, maybe another series entirely. But we have weapons. The name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The word of God. 
praise and worship. The Bible says that the high praise of God be in their mouth and a, and a double-headed sword in their hand to execute judgment. And the weapons goes on and on. And our weapons are mighty through God. So what you see is not all there is. There is more to life that you can see. In fact, much more that you can see than you can that you cannot see that than you can see. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. In Matthew eleven twelve, Jesus was explaining this. That from the days of John the Baptist up until now, John the Baptist was at a uh, was at a, was like the pivot that separated the Old Testament from the New Testament. And Jesus said, from the time the New Testament began, the kingdom of God has suffered what violence. It has suffered violence assaults and attacks. And the violence take it by force. In other words, the kingdom advances violently. The kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and violent people are attacking it. So, the kingdom of God, how does that apply to you? For instance, it is when your finances prosper, the kingdom prospers. That is, if you are a kingdom person. When your health prospers, the kingdom prospers. When your home prospers, the kingdom prospers. When your children prospers, the kingdom prospers. So, and those areas, for them to advance, they have to advance how? Forcefully. They have to advance forcefully. Forcefully. And so, if, if there's a battle, if there's a, if there's a war going on, and there's something you, everybody knows about war, is that every war has a battlefield. Every war has what? A battlefield. So, you must know, what, where is this war even happening? Where is it happening? A lot of emphasis have been placed on the battlefield of the mind, and that is, the mind is a battlefield, but I will explain. But you see, like I said to my friends in the Western world, in the Western world, they think the mind is the only battlefield. So they say that the battlefield of the mind, and, da, 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 and I laugh. Why? Because there's a battlefield in the spirit realm. Praise the name of the Lord. Not in your mind. There's a battlefield in the spirit realm. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against, against who? Principalities, against powers, against spiritual... Where are, they, where are they staying in your mind? The scripture says, Jesus says, I will build my church and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. So the church is to go and attack the gates. Because gates are stationary. It's to go and attack the gates of hell. So, in the spirit, there, there, there's battle going on in the spirit realm. The spirit realm is a battlefield. The first battlefield, the spirit realm. In fact, a lot of the battles we deal with our mind, I'm going to get to the, the mind things, are because we've not dealt with them in the spirit realm. 
So that is why some people, they would take, they would say, okay, just collect money from bros. Bros has been stingy, Abby, and you want to, you want to make you not get money again. Say, yes, my bros is a wicked boy. He's always spending all his money by himself. They say, okay, bring, let bros give you, even if it's just five naira, let him give you five naira. And when he give you five naira, bring gal. You go padlock the money. So bros, foolishly and innocently, not led of the Holy Ghost, says, oh, take five naira. I say, yeah, bring the five naira. So he goes and they padlock bros money and they throw it in the ocean. And bros needs to get his finances freed. Where is that battlefield? Is it in his mind? Not in his mind. There was a case of one of our ministers. Our mother had some amazing spiritual attack. And which is every house she was in burnt down. So a house, for no reason, nothing causes the fire. Fire just starts from thin air. I've never seen that before in my life, as opposed to that time. And burns down the house. She moved from her house, she moved to her own mother's house, that is, this minister's grandmother's house. Fire burnt it down. She moved from there to some um, prayer place. And they stayed in the hotel in the prayer place. Hotel caught fire in the prayer place. <laughs> They chased her away from the prayer place. I don't want to mention the name because it has nothing to do with them. So, so that nobody's casting as much as anybody. But they, they chased her away. Why prayer warriors are chasing you away? Ah. <laughs> and, you're, and you are saying the battle, that battlefield is in our mind? Is it in our mind? Can you see the fire? Then... Then she called us and all that stuff. We engaged our, our friends and all that. And God sorted it out. The fire stopped. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. In fact, when she moved into this uh, minister's house, she called me that she's in a house. And I said to her, keep your eyes open. As she dropped the phone, fire started in her roof. But because her eyes were opened, she attacked it spiritually and the fire stopped there. Until then, every house that the fire starts, it won't stop until it burns it down to ashes. But Jesus set her free. Why am I giving this example? Very simple. Very simple. Spiritual warfare is real. The battlefield, your first battlefield, the battlefield you must know how to operate first, I would say, is the spirit. Both of them are important. So if you know one without the other, you know. But I would say first, the, the spirit. We are spiritual beings. You, last week we explained that man is a what? Is a spirit. So we can operate in the spirit. We can operate 
in the spirit. So, as a child of God, you can, if you know there's an issue and there's an area that you are facing intense spiritual warfare, you can engage in the spirit and sort it out. You can. You can. Daniel was praying for 21 days. Battle was going on in the spirit. Not in his mind. Where was, where was Gabriel? Was in his mind? Was in his spirit. Where was he accosted? By a principality. Where? In the spirit realm. But the prayer of Daniel was influencing things in the spirit realm. Psalm 91 says that he that dwells in the secret place of Mosai shall abide where? Under the shadows of the Almighty. So your spiritual habitation is where? Under the shadows of the Almighty. I'm thinking we should just do a video that is just purely spiritual warfare. Ah. I'm just I'm just thinking. But we'll let you know. I think this Friday, the reason why we cannot say this Friday is because we don't own this place. <laughs> you know? We own our own land soon in Jesus' name. So, if we, if there's no activity here and we have um, the owners give us a nod, we'll send you an SMS and there will be video here. If you don't get SMS from us, you can put down your number and We'll let you know. Because some things just need to be sorted out. Spiritually. They just, they just need to. So, the, the, the battlefield, when we talk about battlefields, the first place is in the spirit. And as a child of God, you are permitted to operate in the spirit. Under the covering of the blood of the Lamb. Praise the name of the Lord. So, when they say... Where is the battlefield spiritually? The only battlefield that a lot of people know is the battlefield of the mind. I'm like, come on. If that's the only thing you know, that means they are bringing the battle to your doorstep. Of course, the battlefield of the mind exists and is legitimate and is real. And which is the second one I've listed here. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. Second Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. Let's, let's read it. Are we there? Second Corinthians ten. Three to five. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, I'm, I'm, I'm reading from the uh, King James Version. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought. 
to the obedience of Christ. So, there are battles that are in our minds that we have to deal with. President of the Lord. There are battles that are in our minds we have to deal with. Some people we are struggling with all sorts of negative things. Devil telling them which of your family prospers. All everybody, go and check. Have they not told you? You people are not made to prosper. That will come to an end. In your own case, in Jesus' name. So the enemy tries to form strongholds. Strongholds are, you know, repeated patterns, thought patterns that the enemy does not even need to be present because the person has owned it. So whenever the enemy wants to operate, it's like his house in your, in your, in your mind, in your soul, his own house. So that stronghold has to be pulled down by the word of God, by the words that you speak. If we have the vision of Friday, God will help us um, to deal with that. So we, we, you, you understand that these two key battlefields, we must know they are, they are real and we must be able to know how to fight parallel Battles are those battlefields. For some people, for if, if the enemy says, for instance, you will, uh, look at you, you know, you will never get married. That is the lie of the devil. If you really want to get married, you will get married. Say amen. amen. So, first and foremost, in your mind, you have to deal with it. Then, in the spirit, you have to deal with it. And we will receive your invitation card. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. So a couple of things you need to know about I mean, when it comes to spiritual warfare. You know, just things that I, I think will, will be of value to you. There are a lot of things to know, but these few things I'm sure will be of value to you. The, the first one is the supremacy of Jesus. Ever said the supremacy of Jesus? Jesus is the head of all principalities and powers. That means that he's above. The scripture says, therefore God has highly exalted him and has given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. Of things in heaven. Battlefield, spiritual, heavenly. On earth, another battlefield, spiritual. Beneath the earth, marine spirit, inside water, battlefield. Battlefields everywhere. Not just the mind. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus said to the disciples, all power in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. At the name of Jesus, every knee bows. Every knee. You must understand that the supremacy of Jesus. Jesus is God. Is the express image of the invisible God. Jesus is not just the Son of God. Jesus is God. You must understand that. Jesus is not just a way to God. Jesus is the way to God. 
Praise the name of the Lord. You must understand the supremacy of Jesus. And that alone is enough fuel for your confidence. Why? Because Jesus has invited you and I, and we are seated with him in heavenly places, far above principalities and powers, and thrones and dominions, and everything that is named. Ha 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 ha. You know, you know, you just know who you are. You just, you just, you are just confident in who you are. You are just confident in where you are positioned spiritually. So, how can, how can a witch suck your blood? When you are seated together with Christ. How? How? I mean, it's, 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 it's a misnomer, really. How? Someone says that if we say to, if there's any witch, that they should come and taste his blood. <laughs> that that would be their poison. I say, me, I don't need them to taste my blood. <laughs> I'm not giving any witch any permission to taste my blood. No. Before they come near me, they will fall down and... Uh, you like that one? <laughs> Some people like that prayer. Fall down and die. Fall down and die. You've not seen that prayer before? God will help all of us. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so that's the first thing you must know about spiritual reality of spiritual battle is the supremacy of Jesus. The supremacy of Jesus. And you are complete in him. Who is the head of all principalities and powers? The express image of the invisible God. Jesus. The Son of God. First thing you need to test. Second thing you need to do that will help you is that you are not alone in this battle. No, 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 you are not alone. They are they that are for you. And those two that are for you are more than they that are against you. You can write the scripture down and read it when you get them. Second Kings 6, 15 to 17. We, we, I think we dealt with it last week. The second thing you need to know that will help you is that you are not alone. Regardless of how you feel. Regardless of what you see. You are not alone. The fact that the servant that ministered to Elisha couldn't see the angels. Did it mean he was alone? No. God didn't just begin to send the angels because Elisha wanted to open his eyes. The angels were present. You need to know you are never alone. So you are going for a business meeting, you are traveling for a contract, and you are like, maybe you are going to an area that is, I mean, dangerous. Just know that you are not alone. Say to your neighbor, you are not alone. And above all, God is there with you. I have a very big God. Is where? A very big God. The next thing you need to know that will help you is that your prayers are more powerful than you ever know. Christians, if we knew how powerful our prayers were, you'd be praying every time. Every time you are working, you are praying. We don't know. We, 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 we pray and we are um, unsure. 
God says we should not cast away our confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. God says we should come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. We should come how to the throne of grace? Timidly? Boldly! Boldly to the throne of grace. And last week we gave us um, um, confessions to be making. How many people even tried to make that confession? If you tried, shout hallelujah. God bless you. If you didn't do at all, not even one day, say amen. For your own good. Every, when I finished, for instance, when I did my own this morning, I actually forgot to know. I was about to step out. My wife said, have you, have you done your confession? I said, ah, try, try, try. Which was why I came late, because I'd rather come late a little bit and get myself than walk out naked. I mean, just a foolish thing. I mean, spiritually. So I said to her, okay, okay. So I went in. I said, I'm not going to rush this thing. When I went through it, by the time I finished, if I met you, I knew that I was uh, wearing something. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. But some people, they will ignore these things. They won't do them. Put on the whole. God says, put on the whole armor of God that you will be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. You see that in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 to 18. It says, put on the whole armor of God, Ephesians 6, 13 to 18, so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand. In other words, if you don't put on the whole armor of God, when the day of evil comes, what will happen? You'll be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with your belt of truth buckled around your waist, with your breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can quench all the flaming arrows of the enemy. Take on the element of salvation which is the, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions. With all pray, kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Praise the name of the Lord. Each of these items really points to Jesus. Each of these items. And each of these items are sermons by themselves. But I will encourage you to take this whole armor thing seriously. If you were not here last week, I'm sure we still have printed copies at the back, just request for one they will give you. And speak it over your life. Praise the name of the Lord. Another key thing you have to know, let me add this, about spiritual warfare, is that we do not fight for victory. We fight from victory. We do not fight for victory. We fight from victory. Let's say you, you, are, you are trusting God for some kind of healing. And it's clearly a spiritual thing. And you are dealing with it spiritually. 
you are fighting knowing that by the wounds of Jesus, you were healed. So, you are like a law enforcement agent. You are enforcing that victory. You are saying, in the name of Jesus, is this issue go out. Because Jesus took my place. His wounds healed me. Do you understand? It's different from, let me go and let me see if I can win. No, 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 no. You have won already. Say to your neighbor, you're a champion already. You're a champion. You're a champion. I mean, which is a terrible thing if you are not a child of God. You are not born again. Or you backslidden. You, you've lost that position. Or you never attained it. So that's why you always have to struggle and always have to fight and always have to. But if you are a child of God, you are fighting from a victorious position. You are not fighting to obtain victory. Jesus already obtained the victory for us. So we are more than conquerors. Because of what Jesus did for us. Hallelujah. You have the confidence in the Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 6. As a roundup this that appears to be an introduction to spiritual warfare. <laughs> in 2 Corinthians 5 and 6, we avenge every disobedience when our obedience is what? Complete. Can you put it up? You are able to avenge every disobedience only when your own obedience is complete. And which explains why a lot of Christians are like living a defeated life. Second Corinthians 10 6. Because it is when your obedience is complete, that is when you are able to, just like the sons of Skiva, I say, eh, you too, you want to. Paul is doing it. Who are you? It says, when. Your obedience is complete. That is when you can avenge every... Can you put the whole verse 6 up? That's when you can avenge every disobedience. When your obedience is complete. There was a case of a, um, of a man back in the day when I was in... Um, when I was in the then University of Lagos. <laughs> <laughs> What a joke. <laughs> there was there was a a man very I mean on fire for God, you know, and all that stuff. And all of a sudden he came under some serious affliction of the enemy. Then the president of my fellowship at the time, you know, took it upon himself to seek God's face and intercede for him. And when he interceded for him, you know, God showed him a vision which explains the other brother's critical comment. And in that vision, that other brother had a band around his waist. And he would go and kick some creature that maybe depicts the enemy. And kick the creature, beat the creature. And when the creature wants to get up and attack, a hand 
we pull, there's a rope attached to the leash on him. A hand will pull that rope onto itself. So when the creature sees that hand, the creature, and the boy will go again, kick the creature, kick the creature, and you wait for a while. When the creature wants to attack, a hand will pull the boy, and the creature will back off. So one day, the boy said, I don't need this leash. Why would I be on any leash? And he removed the leash. And he went to meet the creature. Boom! Boom! And the creature said, eh? Am I seeing well? There's no leash on this guy. I got up and dealt with him heavily. The interpretation of that is clear. There, there were instructions God must have given him that he disregarded. Many people are in the challenge, problems they have today because God has given you an instruction, but you know, you are very wise. God, is not, God doesn't really understand the things that are happening in this 21st century. Abby? But I'm praying today that your obedience will be complete in Jesus' name. When your obedience is complete, then, can you put up that scripture? I want to read it. Then, you can avenge. It says, and after you become fully obedient, we will punish everyone that remains disobedient. Well, that is an interpretation. Praise the name of the Lord. So I want to pray right now, even as we round up this um, session. I want to pray for you. Let's bow our hearts and bow our heads, please.